0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Patrick Shea. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Adaptive, uh, which is it's, it's actually called Adaptive Intelligence, with his co-founder Kevin in 2010 to create technology around gathering and using data to improve targeting and analytics for marketers. Outside of work, he's married with two young girls, which takes up most of his time. And otherwise, he loves poker, cars, and philosophy. Patrick, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's go. All right. So tell us about the business. Uh, what do you do and how do you make money?
1: Uh, Great. So we are a B2B marketing platform focused on uh, account-based marketing for the display space. So we work with publishers and agencies to help them better target uh, a B2B audience um, using offline data that we've mapped to
0: the online world. And how do you
1: connect those two kind of offline
0: and online points?
1: So we look for really any point that we can find that uh, gives us a a kind of a common locator. So a lot of it's location data that we gather from mobile partners, and then we use that in conjunction with offline data from uh, kind of the traditional uh, direct marketing world that gives us Address and all the information and kind of firmographics about a business. And that's how we go about uh, kind of creating a link between the two. Um, we use other sources as well, kind of the, the standard DNS uh, lookup sources, the Whois database, and then some email data as well to kind of triangulate the audience.
0: So, are you kind of paying folks like Clearbit, full contact to kind of look at your backend data sources, fill out the sets? Um, so it's all proprietary. We do it
1: all, all ourselves. We do partner with like Digital Element and then some of the, the bigger offline data guys that you've probably heard of um, to help round out the offering. But the actual kind of matching process is proprietary. Like,
0: like who? Who are some of the offline ones?
1: Uh, so one of the companies worth worked with is a company called Virtual DBS. Um, they're down in Rhode Island. So big offline direct mail space. And from there, we get plugged into a lot of the other um, kind of more branded providers. Uh, and we've had some, some conversations
0: with you know, Dun & Bradstreet and New Star and, and some of those guys as well. Got it. Makes sense. And is it a pure SaaS play or is there kind of a cut of spend deal as well?
1: Uh, So it's not
0: SaaS at all, actually.
1: The way that that I'll I'll give you a little bit of a history of the business and I'll kind of explain how we got there. So we we really started in ad tech. Um, My co-founder, Kevin, and I worked at a uh, enthusiast kind of portal where we had a gardening site, photography, stuff like that. you ran in sales. I ran ops. Um, This is around 2009. We saw the, the world was moving towards data, towards audience targeting, and uh, the kind of real-time bidding environment provided the liquidity to start doing those things at scale. Um, so we built a product initially to work with publishers to help them gather all their first party data, realize who's going to their site, what those patterns look like, and then reach out and target them, um, primarily as like an audience extension play. And that morphed into a greater focus on B2B, which then morphed into kind of creating our own unique data asset. Um, and once we had that, we had a, a compelling story to go out to ad agencies as well. So currently, the business is uh, entirely focused on B2B. We do work with both B2B publishers, like a tech target of Spiceworks, Penton Media, things like that, and then directly with ad agencies and brands as well. And again, uh, and what's so, the, model? And the model? Yes, the model is all CPM based. So it's all media consumption. Um, we take a little bit of a different tact from your standard kind of, you know, you look like the rocket fuels, the ad.coms of, of the past. Um, so the, the model is somewhat similar. But with the publishers, the revenue is very recurring because we basically become a partner, become an extension of their digital strategy. Uh, and the the effect with the agencies is to really complement what they're trying to do with their trading desks already by giving them a targeting solution that they can't get elsewhere. Um, and that's really why we've been able to have really sticky relationships with the agencies, and it, it limits some of the exposure that you see with a typical kind of i o based business mm-hmm. um, what's i o based uh, insertion order so like a, like a rock of fuel, something that's just churning over deals
0: from agencies over and over again. so you're basically creating an inventory and then charging a CPM for these folks to reach the audience that you've built. Exactly. And the way we look at it, we're, we're really charging
1: them for the data. Um, but the way that data is, in our opinion, most efficiently transacted in this space is by combining it with an impression, with all of the targeting, and then with the analytics that kind of comes afterwards. So our, our whole platform measures, you know, which companies are going to a, a client site as a demand based sort of model. So doing account based analytics, which companies are downloading white papers, generating leads, things like that. Um, but then we couple it with all the, the targeting component of it as well. Uh, and it's it's very heavily uh, automation and AI focused so that we can maintain a very lean team to, to execute
0: it. And I mean, so are you talking, I mean, are we talking like a hundred dollars CPM? I mean, do you have a general range you play? No, in? no.
1: So we're, we're in the, the mid to high single digits. Um, some of our publisher partners get more in the mid to mid, you know, kind of mid double digits. Um, but they they're marketing it up. Business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like um, eight, up, right?
0: nine bucks CPM.
1: Y- yes. Seven to nine is where we go to market.
0: Um, obviously with some of our bigger customers that comes down a little bit. Yep. And then can you give me a general sense of size? I mean, how many impressions are you delivering monthly or over whatever, whatever period of time you want to give me?
1: Sure. Sure. So, uh, let's see, monthly, we're probably, it, it's in the hundreds of millions. So, you know, somewhere in the, the 300 million range, somewhere around there, but it, it varies by month. Um, we're definitely heading q four. So we're a little bit heavier at this time. Uh, we're working with about 220 clients, uh, this year, we'll end up ending the year billing about 220, 225. Um, we've got 35 people here. in Wall what, is, wait, what
0: does that mean? What do you mean you'd be billing two twenty two twenty five? 225?
1: Uh, 225 different unique clients. So oh, got a, a publisher would be one client and an ad agency would be a different client, but that publisher could be 50 different brands that we're actually working with. Got it. And you were going to say team size. Uh, so we've got 35, uh, here in the office and then we have five contractors as well. Okay, great. So those, those guys are all local Waltham, Cambridge area
0: too. Boston. Good. And have you bootstrapped this thing or raised capital? Yep. So we bootstrapped it from the start. We've never taken any funding. That's great. Now, if I do that 300 million kind of impression number you just delivered and divide by a thousand to bring it down to like a CPM, there's basically 300,000 there. I can multiply that by eight or nine to kind of back into your revenue. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, Yeah. Like I said, we are a little bit seasonal, but we're, we're in the, the double digit millions for, for revenue,
0: for revenue. Yeah. And that just to be clear, that's not like volume going through you or something like that. That's actual revenue that's after tough. cost of goods sold. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah good and um yeah that i mean that puts you at like if i just directly multiply that's like 2.7 million annually i think right uh for revenue yeah if i take three hundred thousand kind of you know times nine dollars per those three hundred thousand cpms at a thousand bucks each or sorry a thousand impressions each uh let's see let
1: me just let me just grab brady i'll just tell yeah. you exactly how the impressions we did last month
0: um oh that was a monthly number you gave me not annual yeah, that,
1: was, that was monthly not annual Oh, so- got it
0: somewhere in, um, like I said, we're seasonal.
1: So those numbers are heavy for Q4. Um, so you could, you could cut that maybe down a little bit and then annualize it over the year and you'd be in the ballpark.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so can I, so, so, so Okay, cut it down, annualize it, uh, I mean, let's say you're doing, well, I mean, that puts you over, I mean, you're doing billions of impressions then annually.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so interesting. Uh, tell me more about funding history. Have you raised or you're bootstrapping this thing?
1: So we bootstrapped it. Um from the beginning we it was just the two of us there wasn't really much of a much of a product but we kind of had a few good connections in the space and started running some campaigns as a purely managed service. And then really tried to parlay that into hiring a contracted tech team, building a platform, establishing a DMP, getting that out into the publisher space. Um, That was another reason why we went with the publishers early. When we work with somebody like a tech target, they already had 100 sales reps out in the field, talking to Dell and Lenovo and HP and all those guys. And that would have taken us months, years to break into on our own. Um, So we really focused on the Boston market, especially that was kind of taking advantage of our network. Um, And then we just kind of reinvested as much as we could to, to grow the company, to grow the team, continue to build more technology.
0: And what year did you cross the million dollar mark in revenue? Uh, 2011. We were just shy of the million dollar mark in, in 2011. Okay, that's pretty good. So that's nine, 10, 11. That's three years after launch is pretty good.
1: Uh, so we actually started in 2010. So oh, yeah, 2010, it was 2010 was the first year. Um, and then 2011 was, we, were, we ended up just shy. And then that, we ended up about, about double that the following year. So.
0: That's good. And then can you round that out for us? like In 2016, what'd you guys do total? And what's your growth rate year over year? Uh, so growth rate year over year is
1: between 40 and 50%. Um, we've doubled since the end of 2015. Um, and like you said, we're in, that, it, we're, we're in the early double digits in the millions.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. So but you, you've broken the $10 million mark already. So what do you do with the company? I mean, do you, do you want to keep kind of doing this model where you got to go close and win deals? It is pretty predictable revenue because you're charging on the CPM basis and it sounds like they're renewing. But do you ever kind of get into the SaaS model or anything else or no?
1: Yeah, so I, I think that there's there's players in the space like Demandbase is probably the, the closest uh, competitor to us that has a similar offering but goes with the SaaS model to, to execute it. Um, and I think there's a lot of advantages of that model, obviously the revenue predictability and things like that. Um, you do sacrifice a bit of margin, and it's kind of a different approach. You're going to the clients instead of the agency, so it doesn't take advantage of our immediate strengths. So I can see a path towards getting there, um, but what we really want to do right now is – take all the technology that we've built that serves the agencies incredibly well and, and use that as a path to get get closer to the clients and provide them value um, and at this point in the company's lifecycle that that value really can flow back through the agencies if we're giving them additional intelligence on you know who's going to their site what companies are interacting and how that um, you know, kind of dovetails with their sales funnel and, and that type of stuff, and then have that affect agency spend, that's great for us for now. And then we can use that to build a stronger relationship directly with the client in the future and figure out a way to, to kind of marry those two. So it's doing a lot of the same things that a SaaS business would do for the client, but essentially, you know, getting the money in a different model, which yeah. has benefits. Obviously.
0: It is pretty predictable though, right? I mean, it sounds like you were, reta- I mean, are you retaining more than 80% of your customers year over year? Well,
1: yeah, we've lost, see. Uh, in terms of a significant customer, we've had a few significant customers decrease their overall spend, but we've never really lost one. Uh, so that, that is always a risk, but it is fairly predictable. And, you, and the, the customers where we did see that kind of decrease were really remnants of the early stages of the business where it was kind of just a more basic offering. And as our business evolved and as their business evolved, um, we just kind of went in slightly different directions. So we're able to still provide some value, but as things have changed, we've focused in other areas.
0: Yeah. Um. But in terms
1: of our, our kind of sweet spot of client, we really haven't lost any of those.
0: Yeah, I mean, and these are these are clients you can afford to put a lot of touch on. I mean, at 225 customers and over 10 million in revenue, that means each one's paying at least what 3,700 bucks a month, probably on annual contract. So you can afford to put touch on it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And, and
1: another- Big, big piece of that for us is, again, we bootstrapped the company. And when, when it was just the two of us, we were trying to manage a few hundred digital media campaigns a month just between the two of us and grow the business and hire and everything else. Um, so we put a lot of effort into automating the whole process earlier on. Um, so we've got 35 people here, but we don't have any traffickers. We don't have any really basic campaign analysts. Um, most of that work is all done programmatically with our algorithms and APIs and things like that. So we'd probably be closer to like 60 people if we hadn't done that and spent that kind of time earlier on to to build those uh, routines and those tools. Um, So that also just lets us put our people more focused on the client and less on just the day-to-day tactical uh, kind of churn
0: guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. So, how do you make yourself rich from this, right? Do you, you and your founder, just say, you know what, we'll keep we'll keep EBITDA really high. It's bootstrapped. so if we want to take out money one one year, we can afford to do that. I mean, is that how you do it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Hey, no, nobody wants to pay taxes twice. So we try and be as efficient with the, the kind of fundamentals and the economics of the business. Um, but we try and put as much back as we can right now, because while we're, you know, we're pleased with the revenue numbers that we're at for, for kind of how far we have, there's a, we've got a long runway in front of us. Um, so we're still trying to hire as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, do things like take more space. We've got a few hardware deployments to make and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's always going to be kind of some left over, So, you, so you do that, but our long-term plans, uh, we could certainly see getting nice and close with a potential strategic, something like that, could
0: theoretically work out for us. Would you um, sell a little where, bit to demand base and Chris?
1: Um, we haven't we haven't had those conversations yet. I'd I'd rather beat Chris and demand base to to be honest with you. They're um, big. He
0: was just on. They they just they're between four hundred six hundred customers. They just broke or they're getting close to breaking a hundred million bucks in ARR. So it's a good target to yep. go after.
1: I, I agree, and that's that's kind of the the. Wait, the advice i give everybody else is find the biggest guy in the room and go go try and take him down. Yep. Um, so that that's kind of how we'd view it. We can continue to run a profitable business, continue to grow it, make it something really big. At that point, hey, maybe somebody else, a strategic, wants to step in. Um, you know, we're well away from any sort of IPO conversation or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, we have a profitable growing business. And the... Given that we've never taken any funding, we probably treat it a little bit differently and I can't put myself in the shoes of a, you know, a kind of a funded founder. Um, But it's, it's, we care strongly about uh, kind of sustainable growth and and building a business that's going to be here in five, 10 years, not trying to run right down to the razor um, and kind of roll the dice and see what happens. So it's, we're trying to moderate, you know, aggressive growth with stability.
0: All right, good. Let's wrap up here, Patrick, with the famous five. Number one, what's the last book you read?
1: Uh, So the last book I read, well, I'm reading right now, uh, at least for business book, is The Leader's Bookshelf. Um, The last book I read for uh, just more personal was um, Escaping Me, but it'll come back to me later. But yeah, Leader's Bookshelf.
0: Number
1: two,
0: is there a a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Um, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos would probably be the two that I kind of admire the most.
0: Number two, uh, what's your favorite online tool? LastPass.
1: Simplifies everything, keep it all secure. I like it.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Uh, Usually like six or seven, but I'm kind of a night owl. That's
0: good. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids?
1: Married, two kids, one and a half and four.
0: Oh, you're busy. How old are you?
1: (laughs) I'm 32.
0: All right. Last question. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Um, so I would say 12 years ago was right around 2005 and I was playing a lot of online poker then. And like in 2006, that all went away. So I would tell my 20 year old self to never leave the poker table for the entirety of that year.
0: (laughs) Don't leave the poker table. There you guys have it from Patrick. He went from poker to launching his own, uh, company adaptive. They've since grown from 2010, totally bootstrapped to a team of 35 people serving 225 customers up there in Boston. Again, B2B advertising automation, high touch. They've passed the $10 million ARR mark, passed the million dollar mark back in 2011. Super healthy economics. And again, I love that they're totally bootstrapped. Patrick, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you very much for having me.